0: Welcome, welcome to this completely unnecessary podcast for Tuesday. Back on a Tuesday. July twelfth, two thousand and twenty-two. That's Ian Ferguson. That's me. Looking, looking well dressed. This is like first date clothes. I'm Pat Contry on the show today. We'll be talking about talking about uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet. We'll yes. be discussing. God damn. Uh, Atari Age now uh, liking pat and Ian again, um, and we'll also be talking about GameStop crap. Literally, how I have it in my docket. GameStop crap. crap. Yep, and more. We have we have a uh, Patreon poll topic. Uh Ian, how was your weekend? You were in Texas, right?
1: I was in Texas. You were in South Carolina. We both had barbecue. We can hear about we can
0: you can hear about on the exclusive Patreon podcast that we do every week. Yep. Patreon.com slash CU podcast. Uh, you had a nice cobbler.
1: We had we both had uh barbecue. Uh we both uh suffered through quite a bit of humidity. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it was it was, was humid. It was ridiculous in yeah. Texas over the weekend. Um but other than that, no, that that was my weekend. I got home Sunday night. Um I had a good time in Texas, but it was, uh, as anyone who's from Texas or has been to Texas can tell you, a lot of big personalities, a lot of big, bold personalities, and I liked them all, but my introverted ass was fucking drained well, by oh, Sunday night.
0: People, they have their own convertibles with uh, with horns on the
1: front. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the that. thing. Right. So, Everything's bigger in Texas. Um, but it was a good time. Um, and then... I really needed to decompress yesterday, so uh, Vani and I went and did some night zoo, uh, which is the best zoo.
0: Night zoo is the is the,
1: the summer, only zoo su- sometimes. Summer night zoo is the best. It's cool. It's less crowded. Um critters the, come out more sometimes. Some of the critters, like the tazies, come out more. Uh the Taffy. aviary was super active. Okay. And it was awesome. Like Vonnie and I like they were just all around Vonnie and I just kept picking birds, like, you know, where they have the information.
0: So like, the one by the Africa section where like the yeah, yeah. walk
1: through. Yeah, the big one that's got like two floors. Yeah. Um, we were just like picking birds and then trying to find them like a game of Where's Waldo, and it took like the bee eater is my favorite one so this is the best part no i'm so excited i'm so excited the bee eater i finally saw a bee eater grab a bee oh it was sitting so i'm looking at it right so it was sitting on a perch right okay and i saw it looking around and it was like feet from me it darts off over my head comes right back with a bee in its mouth and i got to see it do the fucking thing where it whacks the bee on the uh they actually wax out on something to kill it. Yeah, they they the what the information plaque used to tell you that, but they grab the bees and they bang the shit out of them on a branch to kill the bee and then they eat it. And it was just like I I've always loved the bee eaters. I didn't know bees were in there. Uh well there was actually a big sign on that bridge that walks over uh-huh. uh that said avoid bee area so, oh there's
0: a, okay so I, I, are we talking about the same area I'm talking about right after the right after you get, get yes, the yes uh,
1: yes I but I'm just saying there was a separate area there's apparently a bee problem at the zoo right now so it was well, good they, for the you, bee
0: throughout eaters. the bee eaters then I guess
1: good for the bee eaters
0: yeah right after the uh the the, the half the half dog half half cat half uh, rat creature from Madagascar that you can't identify the fossa. Go past yeah, the fossa right, right there. Yeah, that's yeah. the sex we're talking about.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 aviary over by Africa Rocks, not the smaller Parker aviary with yes. the two yes Well, there's like
0: three different bird areas in the zoo. There's, yeah, a, that's there's, awesome. there's a bunch.
1: When I was younger, I yeah. never cared for the aviaries, and now uh, it's one of my favorite spots to go. No, I, I, I love the birds and the fact that you get so close and you get like three feet away from them. They don't care. They're just hanging out. Old well, well, lady around. said something funny to me oh, though. I was, I was looking up at uh, some birds in the tree and my mouth was open and she taps me and she goes. You're gonna look up, you should probably close your mouth. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Thank that's, you, ma'am. That's experience. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's a burdened <laughs> experience right there. So yeah, and then I went and played pinball last night. Uh set my best Godzilla score. It's not very good, but I'm happy with the progress. Where'd you
0: play Godzilla'd you
1: play it? Uh, I went to air club. I gotta get there.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Someone offered me their big Lebowski machine because I figured they, they ordered two of them, I guess, because there was a thing where the Original, then you, you put your name on a list. To uh, I'm sorry, yeah. to the person out there, if I'm butchering the story, but I was half asleep all of yesterday trying to recover. They offered me their, their machine, I guess, at a decent price, which I guess is like 13 grand for one. I don't know. And I, I basically said, Thanks for the offer. I can't, I don't have the room for it right now, and plus, I can't buy a machine I haven't played. Like, that would be insane.
1: Yeah, you got to go to uh, uh Brewski's is where the big Lebowski okay. machine is in San Diego. Go play it. Like I said, I gotta, it's gorgeous. I, I just, gotta
0: clear out crap, I gotta do the great sell off of 2023. Uh, hopefully that'll, that'll happen while, while the prices before the p- prices uh, plummet. Because I went to South Southeast Game Exchange, beautiful. Talked about barbecue before. People are super friendly. Everyone wanted to eat in there in the South. The South wanted to eat, in. that's why that Texan. Uh, the prices, um, I, I'm still it's still st- sort of sticker shock at some of the prices, but you know uh, I
1: saw some prices posted too, and things were. Phew, high. Um, but
0: I think this can't last long and from talking to I think I talked to someone about one store who did say that uh yeah this was a story someone uh, told me where uh was it online or no I'm, I'm confusing it where they try to trade in NES games to a store and they just wouldn't accept them so we can't sell NES games this isn't this is recently so it's like oh I might be getting that point again where people People that got all this stuff during the pandemic, they don't want it anymore. I think we're far enough up.
1: away that that's probably the case.
0: It's like, wow, I went to I went to Luna Video Games two locations. I bought a Genesis and twenty games, and I don't want it anymore. It's yep. got to come back out. So it's the ebbs and flows of all of this, and what happens when that happens? Prices got to go down because you got to move this stuff. You know, that's basically what happens uh, with it. God, the Foss is adorable little little critter.
1: Yeah, they were out too. I was happy to see There's it. There's a up.
0: couple of them there, right? Yeah, they're, they're 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 always there, palling around. Uh, but they they but they eat, they eat they eat mammals. <laughs> they eat the freaking uh, guys across the way, I believe. Oh, really? I think yeah, they're carnivorous. Yeah, yeah. Because there's about what six or seven di- different types of those uh, monkey type creatures. Lemurs. Yeah, there's like six or seven yeah. at the zoo. Mm-hmm.
1: There's, there's like they, they, they all pal much. around
0: with each other. But we
1: saw a whole row of them. It was the family. It was like five of them all sitting like in the train with their arms around Aww. each other. It was really
0: really cute. Yeah. But uh, the fossas, I think, hunt them.
1: Right? <laughs> I just right. googled fossa real quick to see check something, and under the people oh. also ask section, are fossas cats or dogs? No, neither. Neither. They're neither.
0: Madagascar <laughs> is an island off of Africa. It's a relative of the mongoose. Whenever you get these islands like Tasmania, you get weird ass creatures that only exist there. Yeah, there are nothing, like, nothing. The Tasmanian devil is like nothing else. You
1: know, like it's just the way it is. That's the way it is, I love these little rock hyraxes too. That are oh, the rock
0: hyraxes is the best little toe beans that suck. What?
1: Closest living relative, closest relative is the elephant.
0: There you go, be-
1: weird shit, man. It's, it's, yeah,
0: but, uh, yeah, I love, love the,
1: the animal kingdom.
0: Yes, someone recently asked, I believe, uh, an, an, on a voicemail. I'll answer right now because people ask, What do you do in San Diego? You, you go to the zoo. That's what you do. You spend I, one day to go to the zoo.
1: On the way back from uh, Texas, there was a woman and a man talking, and the man had never been to San Diego, mm-hmm. and he said, "So what about the San Diego Zoo? What Should about I it? go?" What And she goes, No, you can pass on the zoo. What? And that's when I that's when I put my earplugs in because I didn't want to hear people talk anymore.
0: <laughs> no no, Ian, it was your duty to say, No, you don't pass up on arguably the best zoo in the world.
1: I did not want to talk to people. But I mean You if, can so
0: what did she say? You can skip that? You can pass on the zoo. Oh, okay. Where are you gonna go? To the, the Cincinnati zoo instead?
1: <laughs> not to no talk idea. trash about other zoos, but it won't be as good. Welcome to the CU podcast, where we always talk about the San Diego. We're well, do a zoo podcast. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to the zoo. What, every Week we what, what did we train- see each week? Uh, what was active? What wasn't? Pat hang out, hung
0: out at the coffee bars <laughs> this week. Right. Went for a swim. It'd be great. All right, we got to move on from the zoo. an we'll we'll Intro says, keep, "Move on."
1: We'll just keep talking uh, about the zoo. There's an
0: update to uh, update
1: to the EA tweet. Yeah, so uh, was just my update, just real quick update. Um, apparently that tweet went over very, very poorly internally. You think uh, uh, the one talking about you know she's she's a ten but she uh, only plays uh, multi or she doesn't she's a ten but but, all,
0: does, but but she doesn't play multiplayer games
1: yeah that was it yeah um and the interesting thing we found out about that the big interesting thing is that the social media account on Twitter for EA isn't run internally at EA that's insane this is a for- this is a Fortune
0: 500 company yes. I mean that's the, the, fucking nuts. N- that's in, that's insane. This is a billion, multi-billion dollar company, and you and they don't they don't have their own person internally to send out tweets like that, right? So oh, I'm sorry, it was worse. There are ten, but they only like playing single player. That's
1: games. it. Yeah. That's even fucking worse than what yes. I said. Um, so. All right, not a whole lot more to say. Obviously, it didn't go over well internally. I guess there was, like, a, an internal slack where everyone was panicking, and they were trying to, like, get other companies to dunk on EA, but then, like, or their internal teams to, like, say something negative bad, like to dunk on the bad tweet, uh-huh. but then they realized it makes it look like there's huge there's discord yeah. within yes. EA. You, you can't do that. You can't
0: have the sub companies then go after the right. parent company. So it's that was another worse.
1: bad idea. And then they oh just kind of, they kind of rode with it. And um, I, I just, I mean, the only thing I left to say is if you are, if your social media is one of the absolute first things that should be in this day and age on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, you've got to have an internal working of the uh, understanding of the company. So, wow. ridiculous. Um, E3 is going to be returning next year, uh, 2023, with the help of uh, from ReadPop. Uh, ReadPop runs PAX and a couple other of uh, the big conventions, I believe. So it'll be interesting to huh. see what happens, but I have a feeling it'll be a shell. It, it, it I, It's going to be just another video game convention. They thing.
0: also, interestingly, own a website where the editor-in-chief threatened to sue me. So that's interesting, too. Sorry, go on. Oh, really?
1: Oh, Yeah. Who was that? Oh, we know. Go on. Oh, we know. Yeah, we know. Okay, we know them. Uh, so I mean, really, that—that's. Oh, that's right. They do the Star Wars celebration. So they really handle like all of these like bigger nerd conventions. Um, I, do we need another convention that's just like PAX? When we've already got PAX East and PAX West and Summer PAX and packs like by, Pax by
0: the shore. There, there's <laughs> the one in Texas. There's the yeah. one in Australia that might, might be coming back. We have two Paxes,
1: Paxes, Paxes. Is that the power Pax, Pax,
0: Pax? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. And plus you have, uh, you know, you have the Germany uh, Gamescom one. It was at Germany.
1: Yeah. Gamescom.
0: So you, which is uh, like the supposedly if someone told me that's like picture packs, but like three times the size. It's, it's just nice. like ridiculous. It's like the one for all of Europe. So you have that. So um, I just don't. I mean, it's good to get someone that knows what they're doing to do this. But again, is there room for this? I is feel like there the market is
1: saturated. What E3 once was is not needed anymore. And what this E3 is going to become is the same as so many other conventions we have.
0: And it's going to be four years in between events. Between right. Li- like that's uh, between 20, live events. 21, yeah. 22, 23. That's four years. So, so uh,
1: you know, whatever. Or- <laughs> whatever. Hey, E3, whatever. We loved you at one point in time. Yeah, back in, like, 99, uh, when magazines were the main, <laughs> we got this information.
0: Uh, can I talk about TwinkCoin?
1: I mean, we can. <laughs> can we talk about one of the worst fucking, Id- like, names? Um, so, Hostess, this is coming from our favorite uh, crypto uh, Twitter. Web3, Web3 is is, go- is going just great. Yeah, um, Hostess announced TwinkCoin snack cakes. Okay. I honestly Um, thought this was when I just before I clicked the link and you had put down TwinkCoin, Uh I thought this is going to be some weird cash in attempt Uh, to get LGBTQ into uh, crypto because it's called fucking TwinkCoin.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: It's Twinkies. It's it's
0: it's almost like I can almost guarantee that at the hostess board meeting. Or whoever owns a parent company because it's not the original hostess, that they- yeah, that's a great idea. Crypto's hot right now. Yes, we can do Twinkie shaped like like coins, like oh, we can do that easily. And there uh, was not Francis. a queer
1: person on the board, not one. I'm not queer, and I know that tw- yes, what that Twinkie is. I foundation know, but I'm is. just saying, like, clearly, they did not run this by anyone.
0: No, they did not, which makes it, which, which makes it, like you said, even, even worse. Yep, it makes it like, what are you thinking about? Do you know how this is going to be received? are they even going to go through with this now is it going to reach shelves will this will this be so limited that it'll be worth money in the in the in the annals of, of, of
1: bad food idea history the internet age you know has really shown that these because we have such access to information that these heads got there I, they don't know what they're doing they're not they're not in those positions because they're magically smarter no, than us no they're not because they're, they're not, not. No, they're idiots.
0: Uh, one of the first things you learn, learn when you learn for a corporation, like I did in my 20s, is that the people above you are not smarter than you at all. Right. Uh, usually not. Some are. Some are. But uh, usually they just got there due, due to being there for, for a decent amount of time or they failed upwards. We don't know what to do with this person. They're, they're not great. At their job. We got well, they can't stay where they are. They got to go up. Like, that, that's basically what happens at a lot of these places. Right. But uh, yeah, Coin, huh? That's interesting. They even did the they even use the dollar sign, which denotes a cryptocurrency. Right.
1: And uh, also, it's Uh, it's it's hilarious. They say they're coin shaped cakes when I think actually uh, Web3 is going great, says it. they're cake, they're cake shaped cakes. Yeah, (laughs) they look like
0: cupcake shaped almost. There's not there's a round. (laughs) Let me see. Is this still coming out? Twink coin. Let me just put up Twink coin and see what comes out. Uh, No, they launched it. It's a limited edition. so We Uh, can go buy it. You know what? I love a Twinkie. Uh, I I, too. I'm interested in trying for the different shape. The same sponginess, but the cream inside. Goddamn, I'm
1: starving. If I find them, I will uh, definitely give them a go. Uh, well, just, well, just... well,
0: you didn't you didn't find those PB Twix uh, quick enough since they don't make them anymore. Apparently, <laughs> the past few years, I got rid of them.
1: <laughs> How the hell them. can
0: you stop making You know why you stopped making Because you didn't promote them. People didn't know, didn't know they existed. All, 90% of the 80s commercials, twitch.tv slash country code, 90% of the Twix 80s commercials feature the caramel ones. And not the PB ones. They, like, they, they wouldn't just tag on the PB. And, and, and back then, you could find them. They were like 50-50. I'm sorry, Ian. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, that's okay. It's fine.
0: I, I, I've, I've been having food losses left and right recently, it seems like. Um, you you, you want to stick on the Web3 is going great track right here and talk about uh, Polium? Yeah, go for it. All right. So um, a source for the Polium crypto console or NFT console was discovered.
1: Yes, right. we talked about this uh, last week. Uh, Polium is the, if you need a refresher, it is the uh, Web3 gaming console that is definitely being put out by, by uh, this company. Remember, they had 8K Gaming and
0: Touch ID. And they backtracked on both of those because they realized we can't do 8K. That's insane. And then also the Touch ID is a trademark Apple thing. So now we have a, like a scanner for your finger in order to access your bank account. Yeah, or whatever, don't, your, don't, your don't forget account. their wallet. Your wallet, your, your, your the wallet, wallet. The wallet button on the controller. Uh, So this was identified, Ian, as the, uh, this was the uh, directly stolen from the Oasis console.
1: Yes. 100% directly stolen from the Oasis console.
0: Change your mood uh, with the Oasis console. This is a Korean, it was a Korean. uh,
1: By Behance or something like that. Startup.
0: Yeah. uh, Here. And then games relieve stress, continuous stress. One of the goals of enjoying a game, a console game includes stress relief. However, even after finishing the game, I discovered that the stress persists. As a result of analyzing this phenomena, the stress received in DLF can, can be relieved through games, but another kind of stress is generated by games. So basically, there was some color-coded uh, images or, or like... Uh, lights on this that would have I guess distressed de stressed you somehow. I'm not reading this quote unquote white paper no. on this. There's a gameplay time lapse where it shows the time in different shades going from green to red. No clue how it works. I don't care. This is garbage. I don't think uh, it
1: was supposed to be a uh I don't think it's a web three system though. No, this isn't a web three oh, system. Yeah, right, right.
0: The whole point is this. They they stole the images and yes. and CG from this for polium.
1: Yep. Including right. including the controller. Uh, and then if you look at the Polium Twitter account, uh, they are clearly it's Polium uh, underscore, I think two underscores. Um, they changed the logo, it's which it is two underscores yes. one. Uh, they changed the logo uh, now to what appears to be an octagonal butt pooping. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far, but okay. we're going to a real Rorschach test. Uh,
0: Out with area. the old,
1: in with the new. Yeah, uh, they, that I, I'm sorry, that's what they said. It looks I, like a
0: slice of butter being hit off of those butter cubed You're saying it's poop? It's poop. They're pooping.
1: Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh and uh polium said uh yesterday uh while the world is laughing at us we are happily building happy monday to those who are building uh, for web 3 we can't wait to show you all the prototype shut up <laughs> god just no <laughs> one cares well
0: th- well i've been on the discord there uh about that um so so it's interesting and already it's getting out there and being covered by youtubers um I discovered this on the Intellivision Intellivision underscore Miko Reddit. Uh, Slopes Game Room uh, DJ Slopes, who does a he does a Kick Scammers I guess series, yep, uh, did his video about the poll in record time in about a week. Um, let's let's look at, at some of the comments uh, down here. Still waiting um, for
1: that Amico one. I, I think
0: that's what people are are kind of exasperated about is that this person is is known for doing videos that look at scam consoles and scams in yeah. general maybe admit uh, you made a mistake um yes but unfortunately uh slopes game room did a couple uh did did an interview with tommy and then doubled down in a video later saying that the amico was a good idea um and so we're waiting on that video i'm sure it'll come any week now yeah including clips from your own channel that could be included uh, that could be interesting there it's slightly embarrassing. That's okay. Um, you won't be embarrassed at all. You won't be if you visit UltimateNintendo.com. You'll feel great about You'll feel yourself. Great. You'll feel great because you can get uh, enamel uh, Put pins.
1: pep in your step. Put some pep in your step at UltimateNintendo.com.
0: You can get enamel pins. That's a pep, pep in the step. Oh, the Sea of Podcast enamel pins are back in stock. Yeah. Back in stock. Yeah, He's em. excited. Get them. You can get certain NES and Super Nintendo guidebooks. Get them before I cut my uh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> Before you change out of your first date attire. Yeah. Uh, RBI baseball stickers. I sold out of them at the convention. I always, I always bring them 15, 20 RBI baseball stickers. You can get all of that at ult- com, and I'll be on Twitch Wednesday, twitch.tv slash country code. Or if you want some fi- uh, fit picks, some feet picks, uh, go to my Cameo. You can request them, com slash pat country. I'm, I'm not saying i want to do it, but you can request them. I mean, them. you can make the request. <laughs> you can make the request of me for a dollar, and I can just, uh, you know, just, have that conversation with you if you want. There, um, hear the news about Vince McMahon. More coming out when it rains, it pours. It's
1: not just one, it's four women now that he has apparently uh, uh, paid off hush money to 12 million dollars worth of hush money has been paid off to uh, various mistresses and oh, and uh, but cohorts.
0: also uh, and ex, ex female wrestlers. Unfortunately,
1: oh, I did not know you don't read that, I didn't hear that oh, far. Okay. down. Okay. Sorry, we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to (laughs) cover in this intro. That that wasn't in this article. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why Um, I didn't see it. There was one.
0: uh, Let me make sure I have this right. Uh, Because this is all alleged from this stuff. Uh, Let's see. Vince McMahon... Because people are trying to guess at least one or two. They're trying to guess, well, this happened in 2005. One one of them, they're trying to guess what wrestle this was and went over to another place. And there's a couple names out there. It's not worth speculating about who it was. But one of them was uh, co- coerced allegedly into uh, oral sex from Vince.
1: Oh, God damn it. And then afterwards,
0: uh, I, I guess at that point, didn't want turned turn down full sex offers. And then was quickly diminished and then was sent away off the roster wow so, so we're talking i'm not shocked by this we, t- we said this last week like there's, there's gonna be more that comes out but uh this is not a good person you should not no. uh you should not hero worship vince mcmahon Man. It always makes me sick when i
1: see stuff like that No, he's been a piece of shit for his entire life uh, clearly one of the other reasons one of the many reasons i just stopped caring about that like he's awful
0: yeah, he's an awful person. He treats people like shit. We we need to stop uh, thug worships of uh, uh, like these like strong men. I worship strong men, whether it's in politics or you know. uh Ooh,
1: alpha type A person, fuck you!
0: Oh, here we go. This is from the Wall Street Journal report. Wall Street Journal is the one that broke this, and everyone's trying to say, "Oh, is this true or not?" I don't think the Wall Street Journal would run with this unless they were they had their sources down and they knew about this. They can get sued easily. Uh, here we go. The Wall Street Journal reports that as far as the former wrestler is concerned. The previously unreported settlements include a 7.5 million pact with a former wrestler who alleged that Mr. McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters, according to people familiar with the matter. The wrestler and her attorney approached McMahon in 2018 and negotiated the payment in return for her silence, the people said. So this happened during a lot of the Me Too moment. It sounded like she's like, fuck this, I'm going to speak out. Yeah. And and got it. Uh, There you go. (sighs) Wow. Uh, The journal states that the W contractor alleges that McMahon sent unsolicited nude photos of himself to her and sexually harassed her on the job. This is someone else. She claims to have been paid $1 million. This is not a person with good judgment, obviously. You're the CEO of a huge company, a publicly traded company. Uh, at this point, it was publicly traded for sure. That happened what the early two thousands, I believe. Uh, so this is this is ridiculous. Obviously, uh, one one of the uh, women supposedly, uh, John with the head of talent relations, was uh, also involved with here. And this is just awful. Carny yeah. fucking business with carny fucking people running them. That's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I. <clears throat>
0: Just the that was, that was absolute. John Laurent, Le- no, yes, That's right. He's in, he's. Uh, it seems he's embroiled in a 1.5 million non disclosure agreement reached in 2012 with an employee he had a relationship with. The head of talent relations uh, screwing around with someone. <sighs> Can't make it up. So the, of course, unfortunately, the meme came uh, became that uh, that Vince paid more to these women than he paid for WCW in these payoffs, which is like sad, but true. True. But he, he got he got WCW was like two or three million. It was like it so was, low. It was, it was like it's yeah. like can we could do a GoFundMe. And, and I, get the say, could, I mean, like with nothing, with,
1: with enough <laughs> money we could have gotten <laughs> out know? there and purchased WCW? Do,
0: do, do a do a do a live stream uh, event to raise the money for that? Awful person. Yep. Just the worst. Uh, awful person out know, uh, there. You know it's not awful? What, what's What's a better thing? You
1: know? This was such a wonderful thing to wake up to. Uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet has been announced for the oh, Switch. Oh, interesting. As a uh, eShop-only title that is coming in summer 2022. We're in summer 2022, so I'm hoping this is going to drop soon. Yep. Uh, obviously, I love Kirby. Uh, the most recent Kirby game was fucking fantastic. I loved every minute of it. And uh, this is called Kirby's Dream Course. It looks to be an interesting mix of kind of like Super Monkey Ball with uh, Fall Guys. Um, It looks to be four players online, and it's kind of a race through obstacle courses. And it looks like you have to eat as uh, as many strawberries or fruits as possible because at the end it shows... You know, uh, all the Kirby's being weighed. <laughs> they, get, they get a little chunkier. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like, yeah, they get bigger. So I'm going to guess that there's probably, you know, bonuses for getting there first and then bonuses for being the most uh, heavy. Um, but it looks really, really cute. What if that slows you down while you race? Be- yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Um, they're bouncing off of uh, egg yolks as <laughs> trampolines. Uh, there's all sorts of delicious cakes. Uh, I am very hungry. I, 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 the the backstory, a magic fork. Kirby's ready to eat a cake. He's ready to go,
0: and the fork shrinks him down, and then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, look at this giga- gigantic cake. I can
1: roll around in the frosting. So I'm um, I'm, really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm happy to see Kirby games, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of back in the mainstream, pushing Kirby a little bit. Was Kirby never not in the mainstream? No, but I mean, we're getting multiple Kirby games within a couple of months here. That's that's pretty impressive. I, he's like the secondary guy to Mario where you get all the offshoot games. Yeah, it's true. That's like
0: true. four on the I'm Super just saying alone. now, like okay. current age, a Kirby renaissance, a Kirby saying? renaissance. There yes. you go. Little guy gets a little renaissance there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what it's going to cost. It's exclusive. Maybe you think it's a budget title. But to Nintendo, what does that mean? It'll be 20 or 30. I can't picture them doing a,
1: a full 50, 60 dollar price and I'll only have it on the eShop. No, I have a feeling it'll be a 20 to 30 dollar game.
0: There you go. I'm I'm interested. I, I'm interested. Just don't take it away like you took freaking the Mario Battle Royale away from us. Right. There, that's uh, Mario 35. That was not good because I, I was in love with that game. Uh, speaking of stuff disappearing, Red Dead Online is going bye-bye. This had, this launch only in the middle of 2019, so it's a little over uh, three years old only, and it's going away. We had an upde- they had an update to the community. Update. So basically, they're pulling... People off of this to to work on GTA Six. That's that's the TLDR on this. It's like eh, well, thanks thanks for the community, but eh, we don't want to do this anymore. We got to work elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm not yeah. real familiar with like uh, really any of the Rockstar games, uh, but I know that Red Dead Online was met with a, a a lukewarm response. I believe it came late. It was supposed to be released with Red Dead Redemption Two. I believe it was released uh, closer to like three to six months after um people said it was never really i think people were excited for it because gta online did well and the idea of doing kind of the same thing with you know old west West. heists you know could be a lot of fun but my understanding from people who played it was they never put the time or the effort to really bring it up to the speed that gta online was and uh yeah they're just kind of shuddering it it seemed like a pretty failed experience or pretty failed experiment uh, over the past few years, we've been steadily moving more development
0: resources towards the next entry in the GTA series, understanding that more than ever, the need to exceed players' expectations, and for this entry to be the best it can possibly be. As a result, we are in the process of making some changes to how we support uh, Red Dead Online. New experiences, blah, 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 seasonal events, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I think it's not going to be, it's not going to wait right away, but it's not, I don't think it's going to be long for this world, it looks like. year uh, Yeah. I don't know when the end is on here. Am I reading this right? When the hell is this ending? I don't know. Summer and beyond. Uh, (laughs) What
1: else is going on here? Uh, God of War, Ragnarok. You want to talk about that, Ian? Just real quick, uh, in the under the heading uh, weird things in modern gaming. We covered once, I think it was actually Red Dead Redemption too. Uh, we covered once that they had released a collector's edition that had no game in it. It was just a, it was like a digital code and then sure. a bunch of, you know, tchotchke. Well, this kind of does it one weirder. The God of War Ragnarok uh, collector's edition has a steel book that you can put on your shelf, but there are no discs in it. There are sure. no discs whatsoever. Um, So, it's odd that physical collections aren't coming with physical games anymore. I know a lot of people have moved to digital. But if I'm buying a collector's edition of a game, I want the game to come with it. That would be nice, right? Instead, you're just buying a big box of stuff that I guarantee you, 90% of you are not going to keep around. I worked in video game retail for 15 years. I've seen all this shit come in. People try to sell it for big money. It's a collector's edition. I tell them it's not worth anything. My Joker statue. I show them it's not worth anything, and they leave it for free. Um, Goes into the free bin? Yes. I mean, I understand that for certain games, everyone's probably got a game out there where they would like a cool collector's edition. And I'm no different. I've just never seen it yet. But stop buying into these collector's editions for every game or games you don't really care about because it's just clutter and it's not going to be worth anything. And you don't even get the fucking game. I mean, you do, but you you don't. Well, you get code, to out of your account. You get a code in a fucking empty steelbook. It's really, really weird. <laughs> is that like a fortune cookie? What is Yeah, right. Just crack it up and pull the code <laughs> out. That would actually be a fun way to deliver some game codes. What fortune a fortune cookie! Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: We haven't checked in with the age recently. We have not. Uh, Famously, or infamously, more likely, Atari age was the... I want to say main internet base of operations for one CEO, ex CEO of a television entertainment, Tommy Tal- Talarico, and his goons and denizens and uh, those who supported him and also took shots at uh, any any critics, mild or otherwise, including Ian, me, Kapturis, other YouTubers, and it was uh, and and the mods and the owner of Atari Age turned mostly a blind eye for multiple years. Unfortunately, uh, a, a black guy on the website and the, and the, the reputation of its community since they were so stalwart stalwart defenders
1: against previous scams such as the clinical chameleon. I mean honestly, I feel like it's kind of a permanent black guy without an apology. It was pretty shitty. Yes, because, especially because we were uh, pretty chummy during the the chameleon, uh, the of uh, yeah. chameleon era. Um, but you know, they all got starstruck by Tommy's, you know, big googly eyes. Oh, he worked on video games in the '90s, so that means he's gonna uh, fucking win. Hand jobs all around.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it was unfortunate that it happened. Uh, then uh, Albert, who, who ran the site. Uh, eliminated the thread. Thankfully, it was backed up, just about all of it, yep. by at uh, least uh, one person I know, and also you can, you, there's a searchable version of that thread. You can see all of the li- straight-out lies, b- besides, besides the libel against us and others. You, you see the lies about the console and things that never happened with it, you know, all, all about all the money they had to make the console, all the great connections in the, in the industry they made, all, all, all the properties that are going to be on. Wouldn't that be something was Tommy's tagline there when people asked about stuff coming out with the insinuation that, yes, what you said, uh, crazy person on the form will happen. Everything you suggest is going to come to pass. And uh, none of it did. Zero of it did. None. Um, that said, there's now been a couple of threads that, that have come out that are were freely allowed to discuss as a rational person uh, the Intelligent Amico and what it has become and why it failed and why it was a bad idea and why there were so many things said that should, people should be more critical on. And fortunately, and hopefully my words won't get it uh, locked, fortunately, people are allowed to actually express
1: the truth about the Intelligent Amico yes. on the forum now. Um, so it's the Intellivision Amico's trademark change to abandon page. Um, and they, some people start bringing us up fairly early on and they start saying, Hey, uh, you know, Pat and we were right all along and this, that, and the next thing. And someone gets, uh, upset. Do you have the one, uh, pulled up where, um, they say that you said outright that you wanted it to be the next Coleco Chameleon because it was good for, uh it was good for the podcast uh, i don't have that quote but someone's yeah, someone says that that I, I said
0: directly that i want that i wanted the amico to become the next click of chameleon
1: i never uttered, uttered those words right ever on the podcast nope. um not once not it, in any not in any video we never said that um, we were so careful the whole time to try to be reasonable, I think we
0: about. I this. think we went out of our way to not even say Coleco Chameleon while we covered the Amico.
1: I think I might have to brought, it, brought it up chance. like in the first like uh, video. I think I said coming off the Coleco Chameleon, this seems like a risky maneuver. But but, we not, not, but not nothing to tie it to Coleco Chameleon as a right,
0: scam. Right, exactly. Not because because no. no. when you say Coleco Chameleon, what you're basically saying is we want this to want us to be a scam. We never wanted it to be a scam. It turned into a scam. Uh, Some time in now, now uh, uh, the postmortem will be when did it become a scam? Was it year one, one and a half year two? That's what is going to be interesting in the future. Once this gets dissected and once the NDAs are are finally eliminated or broken and people talk about this. That said, you know, you know the reason why I never I knew I never said it. Because had I said it in a video, that clip would have been pulled and using all these lower level scumbag
1: YouTubers would that be- attacked us at the behest of Tommy Tallarico directly. It would have been everywhere. Yeah, Lathe 26. Uh, no, the CEO had nothing to do with Pets. quote. Pat just straight up said on camera that he hoped the Amico would turn into a Coleco Chameleon, and that would be great for his ratings. You never saw that. That's fucking pathetic. And, and that got then uh, perpetuated. You just list, you're believing what the
0: CEO wants you to believe. And that got perpetuated also by a piece of shit that lives about a half hour north of us in a video where he called me a fucking fraud.
1: And right, he's done even worse to me. He's uh, just a one of the lowest, lowest I fucking mean, scumbags you could I ever mean, meet.
0: low. Like, your fucking family should be ashamed to be associated with you low. I've scraped better shit off my shoes. Anyway, so that said... People came to our defense in the thread and basically said, hey, I I watched the playlist of all our coverage, uh, uh, and I didn't see Pat say that. So people began walking it back, and people came to our defense, which was nice to see, because that that happened back in the Clico Chameleon days when we were called drunken
1: podcasters. And people said, no, 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 Pat and I are being reasonable. They're being critical, but they're being reasonable when it comes to this. And Mr. Beefy here points out. Uh, truth of the matter is the former CEO wanted you to believe that and you just accepted it truth is the same per- truth is that same person had issues with people having opinions that weren't how he told you to think you can't find the video because it doesn't exist exactly um, and then someone flojo mojo uh, had a good response to the person who and then goes through all these things Tommy said like five six seven of them and then or do you want to trust B? two scruffy podcasters with opinions about everything and a moral compass that says taking money without giving something back is wrong yeah that's basically what it comes down to it's not our fault you can try to fucking tone
0: police you you think we come off a little aggressive the bottom line is if that's that's basically what you have against us is that we're critical of, of a console where people put out money and got lied to about the release date of the console, and where along the line the production was, and we were the bad guys for pointing that out. We were bad guys for pointing out um, job listings for an
1: unfinished console that was supposed to be finished, and you do videos calling me and Ian frauds because of that. Uh, And then Mr. Beefy also pointed out, he pointed it out, it was that video from that guy who basically twisted that line into an implication. It was all just spin. The funny thing is that when you look at some of those, those scumbag uh, YouTuber
0: videos, uh, even the people that follow, I don't know why you'd follow someone like that, they even, like, the, the thumbs down, when we had thumbs down, were, were, were legitimate, uh, overwhelming, and people said, this is ridiculous, you're calling these people frauds for no reason, like, so even, even the people that were following along watch time knew it was bullshit, yeah. the, the line of attacks.
1: Uh, and I do want to point out just I mean to give The people at Atari, you know credit where credit Is due a lot of them have been like yeah they Were right and we were wrong so it's It's, it's nice yeah. to see that there are people who can and, admit Mistakes and uh, this guy howling mad uh, To his credit yeah honestly they're pretty spot on I mean they didn't have any axe to grind With anything TT and or I we didn't At first I mean we yeah. literally had I, I Had no problems with the Intellivision or Tommy Tallarico <laughs> Initially kudos that to them for seeing This project for what it was worth when a lot Of others including myself really thought this would potentially be great and was uh, in no way shape or form a scam yeah here's the of 26 quote directly
0: uh wh- one notable exception to the nearly everyone including haters want amico to release and succeed is pat the nes punk he publicly stated early on in his own video that he hoped the amico would turn to the clique of chameleon specifically because it would be good for his channel's ratings
1: you are an easily duped what? fool Early on, it was
0: Ian uh, joking about uh, that he liked Tommy. It was Tommy Tallarico f- finger cage. And we said it's, it's probably not the best idea to bank on an IP that no one fucking remembers or cares about 40 years ago. But we, we hoped because we liked Tommy that it would succeed, even though we had high doubts. That's literally how we started the conversation off for the first probably three videos, four videos we did about
1: it. This feels kind of like a victory lap. This is a semi-victory lap because because like we're qualifying for the victory lap right now. <laughs> this is a qualifying lap. We're qualifying for the this victory is the, lap. this is the
0: qualifying pole position lap. This yes. is the qualifying pole position lap here. Uh, but when you see what's so discouraging about all this is that like I don't want to do videos like this where I just say how dare you attack me for being wrong when I'm right. Yes, it feels good, but like, it should never have gotten to this point. Right. It should have been. The thread is open. Tommy should not have gotten a virtual hand job in his thread, and criticism should have, should have always been allowed on Atari Age. Always. And I don't know if something was being held over the, the head of the owner of Atari Age, but it looks like to me it, it was from how Tommy was treated with fuck with like hands off Tommy. He can make fun of other people. He can get away with stuff that no one else can get can get away with on our forums, and it's so questionable about why that was allowed for years.
1: Why was it allowed? Because Tommy is a big name in the video game industry. Uh, so on the on the heels of that
0: I, I guess the news came about the closing of their Santa Ana Intellivision office with the door.
1: We the noticed box. it was closed a few weeks ago, but now it now the listing is up.
0: We have a listing if you want to rent with the Intellivision Running Man logo still on the doors on the front Intellivision secret layer on the glass when they get that printed on. Oh yeah, A little, little white, Secret, little frosted glass. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you can you can now access and rent that space for yourself, um, and see pictures of the once proud lair of Tommy Tallarico, uh including his uh, man cave office uh, setup that he had there. So this listing is on Loop dot net. It's at eighteen forty to eighteen fifty six Carnegie Avenue, in Santa Ana, California. That's an insane amount of size for a startup like this. Yeah. It's not like they're producing and putting together, you know, they're not running all these out and and shipping out hundreds of thousands of units. They're doing just the the,
1: the, the R&D there and i need to point Uh, out like this is clearly what the secret if you have ever believed in the secret stop the self-help bullshit this is tommy trying to manifest his big boy fucking company and it's pathetic no one starts out with an office that size he just thought if he had an office that size magically in television would be a big deal i can do my videos during lunchtime he put out multiple uh videos
0: that's how we found out that that Oh, this is a bad thing to say. That his cornhole was fucked, but that's how he found out because he did it during one of his big. Hey, invite the friends and family to our two hundred, uh, our twenty thousand square foot place, and we'll do a lunch, and we'll make sure we're having sure we're having fun. Investors will see this, and that's really what this was. It was a giant fucking charade that was wasting all the investor dollars and all the pre order dollars in order to do this shit. This is and this wasn't their only office. They had the one out in Salt Lake City as well. That they probably closed up, I don't know, a month after they did a video showing it out there. Right. Where where or Nick the CFO just basically got off the fucking plane, he was tired and shows him in a cubicle working just so Tommy can show a video that, hey, we got two offices. We're a big company. We're doing big things. You did shit as a company with two locations.
1: <laughs> you released nothing. Not a goddamn thing.
0: So anyway, uh it's just funny that in this video you can see um you can see the front desk where they infamously had their Intellivision Running Man logo you know, nailed to the front of yep. the metallic logo. That's gone. Their Intellivision's metallic sign that was uh, on the wall behind the front desk, that's gone. You know, uh, that stuff costs money. That's not
1: free. That's no, you know, uh, That costs a lot of I, money. I, that I highly, didn't go towards uh, development.
0: I would love to be proven wrong that Tommy wrote the checks in order to make that shit for the office. I highly doubt that happens. Uh, on the desk, you can see mail piled up. There and 2 Uline U-line catalogs. Uh so the U-line catalogs I even get sent uh to my business address. They must they must discover business. Uline is where you can order everything. You can order freaking uh janitor buckets and you can get big stores moving carts. It's like anything you need for an office or a business. It's things you didn't know existed, you can get. You can get like the industrial sized toilet paper rolls you see in airports. You can get all that stuff, Ian, at Uline. So the fact that there's two on the desk means they've been gone for months. Uh probably three. Maybe four months they haven't been in this office at this point. Yeah, and it's just really sort of sad to see uh, the the far wall. Ian is the Amico blue. Yes. They probably uh, painted that wall. Spent money for a for a for a startup with zero revenue coming in to paint their office Amico blue. And
1: walls. if you look at, you can, um, at the offices with the glass like windows and doors, you can see the little Amico running men uh, etched down there. That they all cost spent money. A, they spent a lot of money on shit that does not
0: matter. No, it doesn't. Uh, and then, obviously, they had the, the door uh, that said Hater's Dungeon uh, one on of their, one of their oh, uh, yeah. office uh, meeting doors. That's a good-looking kitchen, and you're getting a, 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 some, some something from your money here, at least. The, that kitchen is luxurious for, for all uh, yeah no, kitchen. I, I think the kitchen is really nice. That fridge is bigger than my fridge at Castle Country. Did <laughs> you see that fridge? <laughs> yes, I did. It's massive. It's a massive fridge there. A L- lot, of, lot of counter space. Yeah, I was trying um, to see if there was a stove. Oh, they, they also painted a mika blue around the, all those individual offices. Yeah, we we, re- we really need six... Glass offices with the glass doors, six offices. The amount of space here is nuts. It's nuts. What was the other information on here about how many? You get like, uh, what was it? 60, uh, par- 60 standard parking spaces, five drive in bays. Drive in bays. Like, you live? five? You can load and unload shit. Five? <laughs> this is not what you should have needed. I'm not, t- Jesus. I'm not, five. I'm not telling you how to run your business. I am. But you, you do not need this amount of space <laughs> sure for, <we> are. <laughs> for this amount of employees. No, you don't. Especially absolutely since a lot of don't. people could have worked from home. On software, Deb, we talked about that. We were laughed. We were talked down by Time. Remember at the time? Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, you can't work with this stuff you from can't home. do this at home. Even though, uh, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, Blaze behind Evercade was renting out a 28,000 square foot place, or the people uh, behind Analog, they're doing a lot of stuff at home that they, 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 during the pandemic were able to adjust yeah. and get things done with the rest of the world. But not good old intelligence entertainment. We're going to waste all this money. So, uh, uh, our pal Kev Trist gave me an estimate of how much it was to rent this place per year. It was about $220,000 he estimated, uh, per year to, to, to rent this place out. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ! So that over over two three <laughs> years, over half a million dollars to co- cosplay as a CEO to basically pretend we're doing all this work when not saying I'm not saying no
1: office space is needed. Not this, right? Not of this course. Waste. We're not saying office space is uh, needed. We're not saying you can't uh, have an office, but that's absolutely ridiculous. You just this. don't need anywhere this, near that much. No, this 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 wasted so much money that you you can't even begin to
0: calculate. Like I don't know, a fourth of this money, maybe, if you want to say, oh, we spend, we spend uh, $50,000 a year on space. I, I can say maybe that's reasonable without me wanting something. I don't know. But again, if a lot of the, people can do this stuff from home, then what it would, But then you can't do your little video showing that you're a real company with people and having your little lunches and putting... I'm items. a
2: big boy.
0: Anyway, that, that's all I got for that, Ian. It's just... <laughs> and
1: then you want to talk about Bomb Squad, the
0: yeah, wire test. real quick. Uh, test.
1: So uh, there was a longer video posted... Um, Uh, to youtube about uh, for bomb squad and i'm just going to cut down so uh this is from ihq devs who posted this video on bomb squad And it was, he says, I can clear it up as I posted it. This unedited take is running on Amico hardware to the best of its ability. I put Mm -hmm. it up to an unlisted YouTube link so it would be easy for the relevant Amico people to see it. It was a reach out to say, hey, code wise, we're good here, but it's not running correctly on the machine. Here are all the takes so you can see what isn't working, which is to say pretty much all of it. uh, Lag animation stuttering missed commands it was a mess at this period of time they still used a clip for one of the videos e3 maybe and we talked about this after, during when we discussed the e3 uh, vi- uh video which is a bit surprising considered the lag that was clearly present in the wire cutting they tap it and it's like one mississippi um maybe not that bad but pretty bad this is a dev a dev. Admitting there's lag on the controller. This is like the first time, too, we've really heard from a dev talk about how bad the situation was. Uh, Because remember, this was one they really pushed. This was like the after after Tommy mewling and whining about how all these games couldn't be done on any other controller. This was the closest one. This was the game that was closest to actually using the controller in a meaningful way. And granted, uh, you can do this on other consoles. Jackbox games do it all the time. You use your cell phone. Or you um, could probably do a lot of on this on the Switch. So uh, the lag was clearly present in the wire cutting. Perhaps this was the video that officially got Bomb Squad paused. I'm not certain. Oh, and that is act- an actual controller, not a smartphone. Well, that's good to know. That it
0: was an actual controller. What's bad is that it, it, it plays like shit. Uh, there's there's bugs. One time ta- taps uh, taps the wire to cut it on, on, on the screen on the controller. It doesn't cut there, but it cuts on the screen. Yep. Like like you said, it just seems off. And this is the dev admitting it. Yeah. I wonder if they got permission from the dev in order to to use the video, but maybe they don't need permission. I think this would have been that sixth packing game. I think this would have been another packing
1: game. Uh, that would have been a seventh because I they said that the charades one. Was oh, they did.
0: Yeah, this should have been a packing game because this would have actually showed the controller being used in a way that would be at least unique to it. There's right. Instructions about looking out, looking on the controller. You know, if this is this, do this. Like that's what the bo- it's, it's it's basically a little little clue game cutting the right wire, things
1: like that. That's all it is. Would have been interesting sure. if the controller wasn't a piece of shit. I mean, there's already a game uh, like this. It's called uh, Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Okay, uh, Which is very good. You basically print out a manual, and then someone sits on the other side with the bomb on their screen or in a VR helmet, and they tell you what they see and you have to read through the de- disarming and, manual. And there's a timer. And it's really fucking cool, actually. It's a fun okay. game. I think I heard of that. Uh, someone said thanks for the insight.
0: Mario Man said thanks for the insight. This is one of the games I thought was very intriguing. Thank you. Um no it 's just interesting i I really hope we're going to get to the point where you think there's going to be less and less news when it comes to this i don 't think so when the devs eventually start talking about their experiences with this stuff if they do I oh mean, yeah, other games if they get released or not, some will be professional won 't bring it up. Some might be this was a nightmare, and this is why and and run through and run through the tally there um anyway well that's that's all this is interesting, yeah. It was it? Was this what you said? This was the warm-up lap. This was the the first. Pole say, it's lap? the
1: qualifying lap. Qualified? Did we qualify? Did we get it? we got
0: it under time on that. Yeah, we got time. I think we're good. This segment of the CU Podcast is sponsored by NordVPN. That's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the security and safety of your online presence, take control of your internet experience today with NordVPN. I've used NordVPN when traveling and accessing public Wi-Fi, at the airport, hotel, restaurant, or just when I want internet privacy at home. And did you know that Nord offers threat protection? Threat protection steps up your cybersecurity. Once threat protection is on, it protects from malicious sites, downloads trackers and intrusive
1: ads threat protection is constantly on the lookout even if you're not connected to a vpn users of nordvpn will find a wealth of benefits it helps you stay safe with nordvpn all of your internet data stays safe behind a wall of next generation encryption there's double protection it changes your ip twice to cover your web traffic with an extra layer of security it has a strict no logs policy they don't track collect or share your private data it's none of their business they protect your data non-stop a kill switch will make sure your data will not be exposed not even for a brief moment There's VPN servers everywhere. You can choose from 5,400 plus servers in 59 countries. Enjoy the internet with no limits or borders. And P2P is welcome here. Share large files with no hassle thanks to hundreds of secure P2P servers. Worldwide access. Enjoy instant secure access to hundreds of streaming websites worldwide. It works on multiple devices. One account lets you connect up to six of them. Secure them all in any combination. And use it with ease. It's just a click. Using NordVPN is as simple and intuitive as making your morning coffee. Take control of your internet experience today with NordVPN. Right now, you can get a two-year
0: plan at a huge discount, plus one additional month for free when you go to nordvpn.com slash Podcasts. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash podcast, or click the link in the
1: description below. <laughs> Take it away, Ian. GameStop. Uh, GameStop has fired its CEO and announces layoffs. CFO and has announced layoffs as part of an aggressive turnaround plan. This is coming from CNBC. Evolved. Uh, Melissa Repko and Lauren Thomas. Uh, so they <laughs> they fired uh, Mike Resupero, Recupero. And um, they're making staff cuts across the board to, uh, to, to, in an effort to turn around the video game retailer. Every six months, we're reading a fucking article about how GameStop is attempting to turn around uh, their business. Um, Turn this thing around. Interesting thing that has been said so far, uh, I'll I'll make a note, is that... um, I'm trying to find... There it is. Okay, so they're cutting a bunch of positions... But they're doing it on the corporate side okay. They're not They say as of right now They are not doing it for store managers And employees and stuff like that mm-hmm. And they do say here in this letter Which I'm not going to read all of But I, 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 a glimmer of hope At least for the people who are working In the stores right now We're going to be making a significant investment in our store leaders and field employees who play a critical role fulfilling the needs of our customers. These individuals are, in many respects, the heart of GameStop. No, they are. Your fucking on-the-floor employees are the heart of your company. We'll be sharing details regarding this investment in the coming weeks. So... Never good for layoffs, but I'm hoping this means that they will see some money injected into the stores that are struggling to stay afloat. Uh, you can say that, but what what's their plan? Well, right, there's, there's no plan. plan. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think uh, it's a plan. I just uh, hope that the people who are working there can make a little bit more money before the whole thing fucking goes away. Here's the thing: the past year and a half, we've heard nothing about reinvesting
0: into the stores directly. Nope. really. about well, we know we know we're, we're you know we're kind of obsolete in how we do business. We know that the employees are treated like garbage, and that we've we've talked about horror stories before. About we talked about the, the one the one store people walked out. Let's let's be more fair to them. Let's part stop put uh, force them to push the shit. You know, like membership subscriptions, that's reinvestment. Like yes. Re- revitalizes some stores, having some uh, some game experience, bringing with, up morale. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you you have to hold, have pizza parties every Friday. But let's do something, at least, at least have a plan. We're not going to say that they're going to work out the plans. At least show me something besides, hey, we're going to invest hundreds of millions into NFTs. We're going to take all, all, all the meme stock money and gains from the sold-off stocks, and we're going we're to reinvest it into fucking NFTs and Web 3.0. Like That's literally what's come out of them in the past year and a half, two years. Yeah. Once, once uh, the Chewy uh, CEO uh, came into play and, and bought up enough shares to, to get his say. So
1: that's what's bad about it. Yes, um, I don't. I don't actually think there's anything good here. I'm just trying to like find something. Anything. No,
0: I know. But the point is that if you're going to do these layoffs, yeah. you should have the plan attached for how you're going to all that. All those savings you talked about. Yeah, that would be great. Right, we but, need to know uh, what
1: you're going to do with these. This but money we, you're saving.
0: We already know that hundreds of millions is going into fucking bullshit. Uh, into NFT
1: marketplace into an
0: already, cra- an already crashed market. you you have wasted all this money. Yeah, uh, with. It's, it's going to keep your stores afloat for for a little bit longer, but if you don't have a plan, you're still not going to be profitable
1: with these physical locations. That's the problem there. I'm uh, currently kind of just browsing through the uh, the uh, GameStop NFT marketplace, which is now up, which is now yes, up. it went up the past day or two. Yeah. Uh, featured creators, pop E art, Daz 3D. Uh, you know, uh, this it, it's, it's just NFT shit. That's always been shit. Um, none of this looks good. <laughs>
0: NFT.gamestop.com. Uh, Forbes article says GameStop NFT's marketplace is here and it is bleak. Bleak. It's always good when when uh, Forbes says something is bleak uh, there. Um the video game retailer has now launched an NFT marketplace, which on the surface appears to have pra- practically no real ties to video games at all. In a Web3 utopia, you might have imagined GameStop doing deals with major video game brands. That's what we thought. Forming partnerships to sell licensed IPs of big name uh, game icons on their store. Own unique unique image of Mario, Master uh, Chief, or Lara Croft. We do not live in that world. Mainstream video game companies have avoided or actively fled from NFTs, thanks to huge backlash from us. A market that has crashed in recent months to a point where launching a dedicated NFT marketplace days after laying off a number of employees seems ill-advised. Awful. I have seen zero recognizable gaming
1: characters on board for this project, but here we are. Yeah, I'm looking through oh. right now, trying to find video game related NFTs. Gonna- and the closest we're getting is some shitty pixel art, but nothing nothing that's actually linked to a game. This is from Paul Tassis. So I'm basically going to read this because this, this is great.
0: Um the most generous, generous way you can describe GameStop's NFT marketplace is an open sea knockoff with generally worst artwork. Jesus Christ. While NFTs have really been been a shining beacon for artistic prowess, especially some of the most popular collections like Bored Apes and CryptoPunks, there are some truly bleak things on display in the game in GameStop sh- store. And for what's selling and for how much, it's too early to say. There are certainly some high, uh, some sky high prices listed as owners try to convince people uh, a, a GIF of an unlicensed running Game Boy is worth four hundred. I'm literally, I'm uh,
1: literally looking at them right now. Oh my now. god, it's a, a Game Boy little guy running around. They want ten thousand six hundred ninety four dollars for Meta Boy sixty nine sixty nine. Oh my god, people are fucking dumb. Um, but what, what I'm seeing appears to be mostly just mean price posting
0: attempts to sell things for 40, 42 Ethereum, 69 or 420 dot 69. The highest prices I've been able to find our listed are, are, are another running Game Boy and a weed theme NFT, both on sale for five thousand for five thousand uh, Ethereum or five point three million dollars. Wow. This is this is I'm not an NFT expert out there. This is going to be a disaster. Yep. This is absolutely going to fucking fail. Uh, Paul Paul here ends, I can never count out GameStop or forecast its ultimate doom because they have survived at least a half dozen extinction-level events already. Remember, the last one it was only because it was a meme stock. Yep. But this latest chapter may be its saddest one yet, and I'm not looking forward to the next one after this. Oof. What the hell? I mean... Really? Yeah. What's this one? A little, little turtle with a tongue sticking out drinking a pop soda? Uh, what is that? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. So where does this money go to? Let's talk about how this is structured and people work for these companies, real quick, because I want to I want to talk about hit, hit me, about, Patrick. Uh, did you listen to uh, the Min Max show talk about this? That one I did not. We're, we're gonna we might as well play it, sure, and go through it. Uh, Jeff uh, Marcia Faba, who uh, worked at Game Informer, they laid off a ton of people at Game Informer. <laughs> Right, are,
1: so that is a big, big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. Those are more, more lower line people. Yeah, lower line people no who sense. are getting hurt. I mean, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I mean, that's obviously uh, awful, especially because it's one of the last like bastions of print video game media. One of the good things that GameStop was putting money yes. into,
0: probably. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right there. So uh, the Max Show had on Jeff, who was a former I think, associate editor. We're going to play. It's a two minute clip, and we'll stop it here and there. And uh, just just, to get a feel. He he talks about just how it it was working for how it felt working
2: for GameStop and what the experience was. It's good that you're out from under their boot. Like, Mm -hmm. like the the, the way that they the way that they handle their employees, the way that they handle how they fire people is is your first sign of like, I was working for people that don't respect me, right? didn't respect the job that I was doing. If you gave them a video game disc, they'd probably put it between two slices of bread and try to eat it <laughs> like a sandwich. Well, mm-hmm. These people these people aren't worth your time. I mean, they need to start checking upper management for eye patches because it, it feels like it has just been a revolving door of plunderers who come in They do like their year of sitting in, you know, it's like sit in this kiddie pool of diarrhea for a year. And if you do, then you get to leave with like three million dollars.
0: Right. Let me stop right there, because we talked about how they hired uh, the the AutoZone guy. Yeah. Remember that? That was what three, four years ago. They had as the CEO. And we said, well, that's a bad idea. Yeah, because this guy he has, has no, no online gaming, uh, online digital experience. I said you cannot buy a freaking oil filter on, uh, you know, you, it's, you just, there's, no, there's no qualifying experience to uh, walking in versus, you know, when you buy a digital game, it's, it, you get the same experience as buying the physical one. It's the same product, not for anything he was associated with at AutoZone or anything else. Right. It didn't. Uh, running AutoZone was not like operating something to do with the gaming realm. We talked about that. Uh, but he, he, he got, he, he left and got uh, paid millions of dollars for, you know, your parachute bonuses and stuff like that for doing a shitty job. And this is what, what Jeff is saying there is that like, you almost know going in. Yeah, I'm going to work and accomplish nothing and fuck up and I'm going to be in a golden w- parachute. Well-off. So the new CFO is someone named Diana Jage was uh, the the company's chief accounting officer. She will start with an uh, annual salary of $200,000, according to the SEC uh, thing. Okay, you figure $200,000. Eh, that's reasonable, right? Right. Uh, eligible for a transformation bonus in an aggregate amount of nearly $2 million. I don't know what
1: that looks like, if that's performance-based, but I can guarantee... I, uh, called tran- I feel like that's probably going to be a performance-based one, hence the transformation. But I can guarantee you that once they're CFO, there's
0: there's also bonuses that happen and escape clauses for if she, if she's gone she's going to have a nice little little uh, money to pay out as well. These people don't take these positions knowing it's shit without s- some some benefit or bonus for leaving. Right. That's what happens with all these positions uh, here. This happens for, for all of them. Um, and so we don't know if Game Informer is going to still exist uh, in any form. We, we play the rest of it. But it's just really it's really bad. Or was I at?
2: 50 seconds in here? About 50 seconds in. I mean, you couldn't even come up with a more comedic red flag at this point. Um, and it's, it's just like, it's people leaving out the door with sacks of money at, afterwards. Right. I, I don't know how many different leaders have been in that position, have, have continued to screw it up and then left with massive paychecks that could have paid all, you know, the entire game former staffer. Oh yeah. Years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. it just, and they, I don't know. And they refuse to speak to the shareholders about a vision or a strategy for the future for Years. I feel like
1: they haven't been taking questions. There's no outline of any plan, as far as I can tell. I mean, Reggie fils has spoken about that idea of just how frustrating it was that he was saying, hey, you need to lay out a vision for your plan. I think they
2: told him, well, we can't do that or people will steal our plan. <laughs>
1: it's like, holy crap, you guys. Right. What?
2: Nobody's stealing GameStop's <laughs> plan.
1: <laughs> so what? So basically, I mean, it's, it's what you said before. They keep saying that we're doing all these cuts to make money to put into the future of GameStop, but there is still no, clear no future. future for GameStop. Because everything is digital. We've said it forever. There is no way to turn around a physical storefront when the need for that physical storefront has more or less evaporated. You can only survive on profits from a meme stock for so long. Yeah, yeah. that didn't mean, I mean we've, again, we've said uh, this a hundred times, that did not mean your business was doing better. It means there was a fucking blip in the system. Yes,
0: it, it was free money. That was it, it. Was free money for for having a shitty business? It like it benefited you having a shitty business with no lo- with lo- lo- no long term uh, outlook, so people could short the hell out of it. and Then people capitalize on the overshorts of their positions. That's basically what happened there. Uh, so check out the Min Mac Show two ends Min Max Show for more of that and uh, Jeff talking about. How awful it was working for GameStop. We've all been there. We've all worked for people that don't respect us and things like that. Yeah. But to to point out here in black and white about yeah they have no clear plan. We never talked about them not never having any business calls with investors because we were reported on that probably with questions. And no, it's just it's just it's uh, it's not good. So I, I hope everyone lands on their feet. Even if you are in middle management
1: or whatever, you know you're out of a job. But people at like Game Informer, I, I hope I hope there's an outlet for. Yeah, I, I hope they can get picked up by another. Another company pretty quick. And now we have a Patreon, don't we? Uh, yeah, we sure do. Patreon.com slash podcast. You go, uh, you, you peruse the various levels and you they put peruse. the money into the system and uh, you get stuff in return. You get a writing. I'll probably have one up. Uh, you get like a weekly writing for me. Probably have one up in the next day or two. Uh, you get the bonus bits at the beginning. Uh, the bonus podcasts that we record before we do the main podcast. Uh, you get the full video podcast. Um, you get weekly, uh, monthly hangouts, which we'll be doing ours this week, Saturday at what, 10 30 in the morning yep. PST. And uh, you get to vote on these poll topics. In That's sec- one of the better ones I've
0: done. One of the better ones. Uh, it was pretty, clean-y and pretty clean. I was, right. I was waiting for you to screw up the URL like the old <laughs> days. Second place, 20%. How is gaming on the Jersey Boardwalk different in 2022? Come on, it's the summer. You can't get it for the summer. In first place, are regulations needed to protect paid digital game content from disappearing 72%.
1: So this comes on the heels of us hearing that Ubisoft is removing, um, DLC, uh, they're, they're decommissioning online services in, uh, uh, in September of 22. Um, there's a ton of titles for this. Anno, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 3. I believe we talked a little bit about this. Driver, San Francisco, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. Um, but they're also going to lose the downloadable DLC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So multiplayer will be gone. Right. But also for not not all, but
0: some of these, DLC will be unavailable.
1: So you're going to lose. If you buy a, basically, if you buy a used copy of this game, Um, you're not going to be able to necessarily experience what is considered the full picture of the game. So, you know, before we get into regulations, and I think Pat has some probably some more solid ideas about that than I do at the moment, um, this is kind of something that, to me, uh, there is almost no point now uh, to buying, if this is going to keep happening, there's almost no point in buying a game at release that you know is going to have DLC, uh, you can buy it, you can download the DLC, you can save it. But if at any point you lose that hard drive, this DLC goes down, um, you can't access it. You can't finish the game. These Game of the Year collections, on the other hand, that include all the DLC, uh, therefore become a much, much more attractive option. You're literally taking a risk and potentially losing out by supporting the game early. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, these game of the year collections are almost always, uh, or these complete editions are almost always the same price as the original game when it comes out. And you're getting anywhere from 20 to sometimes $50 worth of DLC, uh, on these discs included. But there are even some older game of the year editions that didn't have the DLC on the disc. It was just a key code that would then download the DLC for you from the servers. So not all of these are even, uh, you know, a, a safe purchase because you still can't access it. The key doesn't go anywhere. Sure. So I want to go through some of these here.
0: Yeah. So Assassin's Creed 3, uh, the installation and access. The access to the DLC will be unavailable as of uh, September 1st. Um, multiplayer, most of these games are gone. And in a 2070, Assassin's Creed
1: 2, um, Assassin's Creed 3, uh, the Brotherhood game. What I would point out, too, is, like, with PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, I feel like it's kind of understood uh, at some point that this is going to go down. But with PC in particular... Well- on this list, the, the DLC for the P- PS three, Wii U, and three
0: sixty, doesn't say anything about the DLC. It just says multiplayer. So it's the opposite. The PC one, you're getting screwed
1: right. totally. Which is, and you would stop. think the PC one would absolutely be the the, the one platform that would, that would receive a lot of support or someone, more support. Someone that's involved with the server will have to
0: let me know. Like, what? Why? Why can't you even access it? Like the 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 ping to, to check your token locally to make sure you're not pirating it. That's what's going down. Even if I have it installed, I can't play it anymore or have access to whatever's on here that's nuts to me uh assassin's creed liberation hd i'm not familiar with that would that just be uh a a, like a better version of of three uh, on that Uh, revelations unable to play multiplayer driver san francisco installation access dlc will be unavailable uh and there's more far cry 3 these are by the way And when we get on this, these are games that are like uh, some of these games are 10 years old or less. We're not talking 20 year old game. We're not talking 15 year old games.
1: Far Cry 3 is only 10 years old. For example. Sure. Um, as Zeke Dunbar here says on Reddit, uh, basically PC players are about to lose access to DLCs that they bought and owned with Ubisoft games that they own, as well as not be able to access you play exclusive weapons, content, and levels of those games. The multiplayer will be shut down as well. Console players won't be able to play multiplayer or access you play content, which means no play, no, you play exclusive guns or stuff like that for uh, splinter cell blacklist uh, for Xbox and PC players. And, um, It's weird to me that people have just accepted that there is an age for a video game, and at that point, it dies. Even if you bought it, you bought the extras for it, Like that should be it. (laughs) I realize a lot of this stuff is not exactly cutting edge or brand new, and that there's probably not a ton of people playing it, but losing access to it. Even losing access to online, I can kind of if I squint real hard. Yeah, a lot of people are playing it. Understand, yeah. but losing access to the DLC is is bullshit. Yeah, because that affects your single player. Yes, absolutely. Especially if it's levels. If it's weapons, like yeah, you
0: still pay for them. You still shouldn't lose them. But if it's like extra levels and things like that, and and you hope that this wouldn't then tr- trail into bigger DLCs or, or mission packs for other things. At that point, I'm not familiar with all these games to know what's what's missing from some of these games. Uh, for like, I don't know. With the DLC to Driver San Francisco, I guess we can look it up because now I'm, I'm actually curious if it's is, is anything besides car uh, that that comes with that uh, because that's a big thing. Oh, okay, it's a big deal. Uh, two new routes, twelve new routes for all online modes. So twelve which, new, for which f- game for Driver San Francisco? Oh, yeah. So we're talking that something that could significantly a massive change chunk a game. of the game. Yeah. Um, okay. And that was free, so like that's going to be gone. The free DLC will include twelve new routes. This is from 2011 for all online modes re- re- releases. Um, directors' clips, stats, other thing. Okay, maybe maybe if they're getting rid of online, it's not a big deal for something like that. But anyway, yeah, it's bad. So, so Ian, how do you, how do you think we, should, we we should? Is there a way to address this regulation? Some laws? I can picture Europe tackling this before us. It's we're we're behind on everything in the fucking world. But at, at least for video games, we think we can, we can at least catch up a little bit because they're way ahead when it comes to loot
1: boxes, things like that. So you think, you think they would they would uh, set some laws, at least in Europe? Yeah I, yeah, I think they could. And I, I mean, I don't know what the the statute would be or how long. I, I also think if these games are going down, um, there should be a final patch that allows you to access that content to download it before it goes away. Download it. It's on your local. No checking a server to make sure you have it or make it free
0: to everyone that's what i'm saying like, well yeah. sure
1: that, that's, that's kind of what, what i mean if you right. own the game do a final update that kind of includes all that it gives you everything that ever came out for the game we're talking about 10 years later
0: so if you bought it early on it's like 10 and years you're later. not losing
1: money because yeah. i mean you're, you're removing it from the storefront anyway so do your customers a solid and give them at least give them a hard not a hard copy but let them get that data onto their computer so they can preserve it and yes. they have it for their own use get all the dlc that was ever available At some point, we're saying we're decommissioning.
0: All right, you have whatever. You have two months, three months to download it all for free. Figure out a way to do it, Ubisoft. It's not like you're not making money. You're a huge company. Yeah. You had a freaking movie about one of your games, for God's sake. Uh, Did they ever do more of those movies? No. This is the first one. Uh, Do that. Make it available uh, for a certain amount of time. Figure out how. I don't want to hear... I love people that are involved with these industries about, hey, Pat, you do not know the cost for this. I don't fucking care. A company like Ubisoft has, yeah. has the money. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it the fuck out. Do it. I'm sorry for cursing. In South Carolina, people are saying, yeah, sometimes you're cursing too much. And i was like, yeah, sometimes we don't at all. Sometimes the Jersey comes out. The Northeast comes out of us. When it comes Can people stop
1: trying to fucking tone police us? Oh, no, it's not. It's, it was in jest. Oh, okay, people. okay.
0: But yeah, but sorry. Well, it's really about swear, swear policing. Right? Swear policing. Right? whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so... Figure it out. If a law has to be passed, this is how I'd see the law going. And this would be I don't know controversial or not. I, I would think that there would have to be a requirement, maybe not for every single small company, for a huge company though, uh, companies that are like publicly traded, where they'd have to put aside a certain amount of revenue for each game in order to for like a preser- let's say a preservation sort of fund. Sure. Th- knowing that this will be a problem down the road, or that's set aside so when this stuff happens, we can we can figure it out. We can figure out the server costs and there's no fucking excuse at that point. You make, you make, uh, you make $50 million off a game. You got to set aside, I don't know, uh, $300,000 just to figure out these problems 12, 15 years later. And it's put in escrow and then you can't touch it. Sure. The company can't touch it when it comes to this. I actually don't feel like that's a horrible idea. It's, I, it's not killing your profits. Yeah. It's not. And and the goodwill that it would do, uh, for EA doing this and, and, and companies like Ubisoft or, or whoever else, I think it would go a long way. And like I said, I don't know the cost. Then put aside some money. Have that bu- have that budgeted in somehow.
1: Yeah. Work it that. into the budget. Work it in. Reframe the problem. Don't say it's going to cost so much money to keep this up. Make it part of the budget. Work it into your budget. You want to raise games uh, $10 because inflation? I get that.
0: Or whatever to $70, I think that if you had out front knowing, hey, games are going up, but guess what? We're going to put in 1% or whatever, 0.5%, whatever it would cost, into this potential problem, I think I think the vast majority of, of gamers will be understanding about that. Mm-hmm. They realize it's not free to do all this stuff. We just don't know what the costs are. Explain the costs to us. Tell us what they are. Tell us what the obstacles are in place, and what will be needed to remedy that. Like Meet us like a quarter of the way. That's yeah. all. Otherwise, you what you do is you encourage piracy more and you encourage people to not support
1: your products at all. Up yeah. Front. If you want to avoid um, piracy, a good way to do that would be to, I don't know, help your fucking consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're talking, again, 10 year old games, sometimes less, sometimes less. Six years,
0: oh, it's gone. Five years, oh, whatever, we're taking it offline. The, the multiplayer, and then we'll see. Yeah. It's just not good. It's not good, Ian. Nope. All right. Is that enough? Should, That's I, enough? should I run for Congress to make this happen? That's enough. I, I saw I saw a comment. Um, it might have been Toy, who we love, about, like, you know, could people in, in Europe, could they take care of this? They're worried about other stuff. It's like, yeah, you, you, you could. You can. You can pass laws about, about multiple things while you're doing other things. You can, you can take care of it. In the U.S., it is kind of scary, though, because lobbyists have so much power. And who's going to lobby for this? Like, who's going to lobby for it uh, here to do it? I don't know. But hey, in Europe, they just passed. Um, you know it's going to affect apple uh, the U- the usb c is going to be the the cord the universal charging cord for everything going forward yeah cuz it's cuz it's a great cord it's one cord And then we don't have to worry about all these different ports and different cores and all this shit. And you can even pass HDMI through it. So there's, so there's the European Union saying, you know what? This is good for consumers. It's actually good for the industry. The only people that really hurts are people that want proprietary uh, cables like Apple or other companies if they make money off of those and charge you twenty bucks. Now this is good. You don't need to fiddle around with a thousand fucking cables. We can't make that happen, uh, but Europe can do this stuff. Like we we should be able to, but we if they fall. If they do a law of protecting DLC, I would hope that it would come by osmosis across the ocean to us. I hope. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Got bush? You might if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you'll have the best-kept nut sack on the cold Sack! Say big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our code CUPODCAST for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com.
1: Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package is the lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a Bush's worst nightmare. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin, thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. There's no need for night vision goggles. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. It's basic landscaping. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. Second best tool in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. This fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Instantly add some pep in your step with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop reviver spray on toner with a performance package purchase you get two free gifts the shed travel bag and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers they have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game get 20
0: percent off and free shipping with our code cu podcast at manscaped.com Cape bush may be trending at the moment but your bush needs some help that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code Podcast. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. We got voicemails. again. We got voicemails. I feel like I ranted that last topic. Did I rant? It's all right. It was a good, decent rant. Yeah, you did all right. Thanks again. Uh, you go to anchor.fm slash Podcast. You go leave a voice message. Please try to get the uh, question off within like seven, eight seconds. Just because I gotta pre, gotta, I gotta, gotta got go through these and filter them, and it takes, it takes me an hour to go through some of these. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we like what you have to say, and we respond. First one here. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Sean in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, I Schaumburg? work for the suburban newspaper out here, and recently, as part of my job, got to tour the Stern Pinball Factory Woo! for a business right. story I was writing. All uh, right. Got to see how they make all those wonderful games we enjoy. It was a real pinch-me moment. I'm wondering uh, when you guys had your first big pinch me moment in your job where you said, I can't believe this is what I get paid to do. Uh, Thanks. Love the show. Uh,
1: A big one for me was actually when uh, Andrew Borman took me and took me and Vani and uh, we got to go see the um, strong museum archives. Uh, Never seen anything like that. It was cool as hell. Uh, Probably would not have ever been able to do that without you know, doing the podcast and, uh, you know, uh, be having, you know, some some YouTube presence. So that was probably it for me. Um,
0: It wasn't a job yet, which is why, but it showed that I guess the outreach was getting further. The first time I was ever out as a guest and they paid, they gave me a nice hotel and they gave me, they paid for my, my airfare it was a uh, Portland Richard Gaming Expo. In 2011, I'd gone to two or three conventions before that. I'd gone to a couple of MAGFests. I went to Screw Attack Gaming Convention in 2010. That was my first panel. I had 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Only 10 people showed up. Um, but the first Portland that I went to before it even came out, when it was still at the, at the Doubletree, it was, it, was in, it was below the parking garage. Right. And it was October, and it was like 95 degrees somehow in October there. And below a parking garage, not good airflow. And I mean, people were, people were dripping sweat. But it was like – it was before before the prices increase on anything. So I remember packing up like a, a, you know, so much stuff. That's when I got like the Super Batter up for like $7 in the box, stuff like that. I remember telling you all the crap I like got yeah. there. That was great. And I remember being at the panel there – And literally having paper towels next to me to get wipe the sweat dripping off my forehead. But I did a great, uh, I did a panel there. It went off well. I showed Mr. Gimmick video. I remember I told you I edited in 24 hours just for that. Man, I had energy 15 years ago or 12 years, whenever it was. (laughs) Um, But at that point, I was like, wow, this is cool. People like me enough and respect me enough that not only want me on here, they're willing to help me get out to these events because I can't afford it myself.
1: I definitely couldn't afford it in 2011 uh, to do that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, from that angle too, I would say uh, my first uh, MAGFest. You know where I, you know, I was recognized, and sure. you know, uh, I had a room, you know, uh, taken care of for me, and I was flown out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was that in thirteen. That was f- fourteen. 14. Or 14, my, fourteen. fourteen.
0: The last ones we went
1: to. We started in twenty thirteen in the summer, and then twenty fourteen. It was that June. That's or right. that, that January. That was our last one. Yeah. That's right. My only one. Because they said they were going to give us a panel next year, and they then they tore it away.
0: And I said, "That's it." Hey Pat. Hey Ian. Here's my question. Oh, by the way. Jeff Dickinson, Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Okay. Track and Field. That was a challenging game back in the days, and we used to use that pencil. I don't know if you remember guys doing that to the arcade game. And
2: then NES had their version, and the one that we played the most was Track and Field 2. And it was still challenging, but kind of
1: sort of sucks.
0: Okay, Jeff, I'm going to cut you off there. Track and Field 2 does not sort of suck. It does not.
1: No, it does not. Sort of suck at all. It's a fantastic game. I love it dearly. <laughs> it's four, it's four and a half stars according to certain NES guidebook. The character sprites
0: alone in that game, I don't think, are talked enough about. It. No, they're great. How tall your character is when you do the pole vault, and you're doing like the long jump. Are you kidding me? It's like it's like the size of the screen, the number of different games that you can do in that are totally different. The
1: Taekwondo is a fighting game and fencing. There's just, there's so swimming. much. There's so much. Um, variety in yes. that compared to the first one. Yeah, and most of and most uh
0: hammer throw. And most of the controls for a game like that, they're mostly intuitive. Uh you have the skeet shooting in that. Uh the only one I, I used to have trouble with was the uh the, the uh the parallel bars. That was the one I had the most trouble with.
1: Yeah I don't think I I can't I never I'd have to give another
0: spin at that. I used to get past it the first couple of days but not the third one. Mm-hmm but then, hey, you want to relax on the weekends? Well, you can go hang gliding and, do a, and then do a gangster shooting event that you can use a zapper for. Are you kidding me? Try, and then arm wrestling, where it's basically ripping yeah. up over the top. It's a film yep. over the top. Are you, you cannot say track and field 2 kind of sucks. Are you joking? Sorry, Jeff, from Sad. Dallas. Sad, Jeff. Sad. Come on. Give it another go.
2: Hi, Pat and Ian. Dave here from Edinburgh, Scotland. Hey, I've just started working on my second game history book, and this time it's, know, all it's, it's all about the running gun genre. Through that work, I've managed to play some great shooters I'd never tried before, like Konami's Mystic Warriors or things like Ranger X on Genesis. Huh. My question is, aside from Contra, what are your go to running gun shooters, or even some obscure ones you'd recommend people try? Thanks very much. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Cheers.
0: Mercs. Love Mercs. Yeah. Never had no one really talks about Mercs that much. Uh, I mean, Smash TV is a run gun shooter, I guess, but... It's not, it's not obscure, but people don't talk about it as a running gun, kind of.
1: I mean, as far oh. as kind of like a, a more traditional running gun, uh, the, the Metal Slug series has Metal been Slug. Uh, a favorite of mine. I love Metal Slug, especially the third one. It's like and uh, Metal Slug. Contra on steroids. Metal Slug X is probably my favorite of the Metal Was Slug it, like, series. Nine of those? How many of those are? Seven, I think. Or from seven to X. Like the, like the iPhone, they skipped like the nine. <laughs> no, X was remake was a, a kind of a remix of two with less slowdown and slightly changed uh, enemy patterns and stuff. Slowdown.
0: Uh, I don't know. Give me the give me the original Commando in the arcade. Just simple. Just like one hit deaths. It's, it's erratic. I love stuff like that. Hey Pat Nia, it's Patrick from Elgin, Illinois. So I have a what three games would you bring to a desert island question, but with a little bit of a twist. For Pat, I would like to know what three Sega Genesis games you would bring. Oh my god! And for Ian, I would like to know what three Super Nintendo games would you bring? Thanks, guys. Oh god, I think it would be easier for for Ian versus me because I got to look at like top Genesis game lists. Is is there is there is there like a a strategy game that you could repeat the play and it's different every time, like Civilization on the Genesis? Is there something close to that? Sure, there is. Um, I got I got to look that up.
1: I would probably take Civilization. Damn it. I would take <laughs> uh, I would take Civilization on the Super Nintendo. I would take uh, R-Type three, and oh. I would take I would take an RPG. I'd take Final Fantasy six. Harder for me because I'm not into the console RPGs that
0: much, and there are good ones in the Genesis. But not, I never played a Fantasy Star game in my life. Um, let's see. You know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll take I'll take NHL '94. Yeah, why Quite not? Whole season, whole, is, it, is there a whole season mode on Genesis? Yeah, in that? I'm pretty
1: certain there is. There is there
0: custom characters and one of those? Give me one of those NHL games where you can do like your own team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, give me NHL. Uh at least your dragon's too easy, because I did the video on that. It's uh, very good though. Uh, g- give me, give me yeah, definitely a, an NHL game where that's that's repeatable like that. Uh I gotta find I gotta find a strategy game that's repeatable. I think that's what I have to do. I gotta find a strategy game out there that I can repeat the play and it's different every time. And I don't know if there's one out there. I don't, I, I'm sure there is, but I don't know
1: it. Is, I mean, is that Rome one uh, like that? Uh, possibly. Or you could take uh, something uh, like Herzog Zwei, which would be really replayable. That's more of like a real-time strategy. Sure. I would,
0: Yeah, Is a, a Centurion Defender of Rome uh, one that changes its turn-based strategy with real-time battle sequences? Okay. There you go. Give me Centurion Defender of Rome. Do that. I know it's hard to find. I'll, I'll do that one. Uh, next one.
2: Yeah, g'day, mate. Oh, How are you, mate? It's Daco here. <laughs> you boys all right? Oh, my God. You boys right? Yeah, right? All right, mate. Yeah, buddy. Where were we? Oh, yeah, mate. Thought I'd okay. check in. Uh, oh, been slogging on the job site. Bloody finishing work past 5.30, mate. No,
1: no, mate. the boss, bloody. Okay. What is this, mate? Oh, bloody my. Taj Mahal. I'm not working at the Taj Mahal. What is this, mate? <laughs> you know, get there. Pie warmers aren't on. No, it's not serious. good enough, mate. Anyway, mate, okay. enough about that. I'm... I'm on my way to pick up Warwick. I'm just waiting in the U. Warwick. I thought I'd check in, send my regards, boys. Thanks, Deco. You got the Sega Master System uh, logbook coming soon, mate? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Because I like
0: Sega down there. Okay, Dan. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks for checking in, Deco. Thanks, we thanks Deco. Deco. It hasn't been the same without we you. We miss you totally, fully authentic Australian, <laughs> Deco. We totally miss you. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good to hear from him. There. Pat, Ian, this is Matt from Rochester, New York again. Yeah. Now, again, I hope I'm not ruffling any feathers, but has the issue of Super Bowl 25 ever come up between you two, and
1: you gotten kind of aggravated at each other? Thanks.
0: Bye. To my credit, I don't ever really bring that up to Ian. No, he doesn't. About how the Buffalo Bills were so close to winning that Super Bowl. A mere three feet away from mm-hmm. a, a missed, missed field goal from winning what would have been their only Super Bowl. I never bring up the fact that it was such a closely tight knit uh, event, and that the Bills couldn't get it done, nor could they get it done the next three years. On top of
1: that, I—I uh, I mean, I—I I already have <laughs> uh, been mad once about the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Um, oh, really? It came up this weekend? Yeah, came up this weekend. Uh, the Bills, Dallas. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't really get angry right now. Yeah, it's tough being a Bills fan, but that they got they got a good young quarterback, it's got a great future. quarterback. Bright. future does look they're, bright. They're, they're, they're bearing the Patriots right now. There you go. You would have thunk that finally. Yeah, I'm. 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 I think. I think there is a chance that they. I think they're they're in a good spot. They can, they, they can be a perennial playoff contender and not a perennial loser. Yes.
0: Hey Pat. Hey Ian. This is Chris Tully calling from beautiful Maple New Jersey, with a bit of a thought experiment. Uh-oh. Had Tommy Tallarico
1: purchased Intellivision at the height of the paranoia of violence in video games where Lethal Enforcers, Night Trap, Mortal Kombat were inspiring Senate hearings, Tipper Gore and all that stuff. Do you think that if he would have released, say, an Intellivision 3, could there have been a lane for him to do what he's trying to do or what he's tried to do cuz i don't think that shit's coming out with the
0: amico uh no
1: no oh. <laughs> because if, if if
0: if there was a place in the market it would have been filled by someone
1: Yes, something like that. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that it would have just been filled already. And I mean, at that
0: point, Nintendo was still known as like the, you know, the family friendly console. They were still censoring games. Mm-hmm. They, they hadn't stopped yet. They were soon going to because of the backlash after Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2. They still were in that weird area. But, you know, Nintendo was still the family friendly alternative and everything else was, you know, you got to go extreme with the Genesis. And then, you know, the 3DO is extreme and the Jaguar extreme worked for teens. So Nintendo was always there, and there was it in television three. It was just a uh, in television one instead of silver, they did gold metal color. That's all. I thought that I thought there was oh, the opposite. It went silver, went silver to gold. What's that? Oh, okay. Television two was the crappy white yeah. mini one. Right. I didn't uh, know there was a three that I sold brand new. It so can I sell brand new? Yeah, that's a that well per- close to brand new. That person bought it. It was just old. Op- it was taken off. Was yeah. yeah. Don't blow my spot, Ian. Hey, Pat and Ian, John from Lloydminster, Canada, again. I was just curious if there are any video game mispronunciations that you hear all the time that just bug the hell out of you. I was listening to a Street Fighter podcast, and I was subjected to an hour and a half of a guy saying Ryu and "Sagat" in 2022. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I don't, if, if you're running a Street Fighter podcast, you probably should know what the names, names are. are. Yes. Yeah, because 30 years ago, we all said it as as because there was no right. there was no reference point. Right. We but all, now we, we have the. We also said ninja. Points. We also
1: said ninja Gaiden. We yeah. it was Gaiden. It's the Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't really let that stuff bother me too much, honestly. But I all get I, it. I get it. Throwing that Street Fighter podcast under the bus
2: there—that's pretty <laughs> bad. Pretty bad. Not knowing it. Hey, Pat and Ian. It's Mike from Jersey. Mike! I really like the Switch platform, except for one thing, the lack of achievements. I really need achievements as an incentive to finish the games I buy. Why do you think after all these years, Nintendo still doesn't have achievements? Thanks.
1: Because Nintendo is stubborn. Um, and because a lot of games are building achievements into the games these days, I, I never used to understand achievements, but I kind of get it now. I kind of like them. It gives me, a, you know, it, it reminds me that there's other stuff to do in the game than what I am doing in a game. And because of that, you kind of go and you explore, you play games a little bit differently. I think achievements really work the best in terms of slightly more open games because you can look at the achievement list and it will kind Zelda. of it'll kind Zelda. of gently guide you into sure. something you've never done. So if you're playing it. You know a a game that's got a cooking element, and you're mostly focusing on the dungeon exploring element. having those achievement lists there is kind of a nice way to be like maybe I should slow down and take some time to explore the cooking stuff. Um, but I have said many times I, I love the switch. I like Nintendo. They've been hit or miss for me over the years, but I love the Game Boy. I love the. I think the Switch is phenomenal. I really do think it just comes down to stubbornness. Nintendo has shown time and time again that they are a stubborn company, and that you have to drag them kicking and screaming to sometimes do stuff that has been done well on other consoles for ages, like online play um, and, and things like that.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe it's stubbornness. Also, they realize that you know they don't can't really make the money off the achievements because you're encouraging people to play a single game longer versus testing on other games and Nintendo's been more pick up and play in their ethos at least for their first party games for most for most of them for like a mario kart or for whatever just get in play how you want maybe that's part of it i don't know we got another one from mike mike going the two in the row which is not not encouraged at all but since i like that they're I like both of these i'll play them hey
2: pat and ian it's mike from jersey yeah we know Having grown up in the 80s and 90s, I have a lot of nostalgia for ports of arcade games that were done well on vastly inferior hardware. A couple of my favorites are Ninja Turtles 2 on the NES, which I think was one of the best-looking games on the system yeah. overall. looks yeah, nice. basically all the arcade ports on the Atari 5200. What are some of your favorite arcade ports that got the job done even on very un-
0: underpowered hardware? Thanks. I think Cabal is great uh, versus arcade. I mean, it gets the experience in there best you can. For the, for the first the first third-person uh, shooter right there. Um, yeah, Cabal's pretty good on the NES. Uh, I mean, he doesn't count. Rygar's better on the NES than the arcade. It's a totally different game, though. Uh, Ninja Gaiden's a better game than the arcade beat-em-up. Uh, so you can't, like, they're kind of ports, but not.
1: City Connection, I think, is a really good port. Yeah. The one that's on the NES. It works very well. It's not as pretty. Um, and, you know, they, uh, because of the limitations of the system, they, they kind of changed how you pave... <laughs> Uh, you color the roads into like larger blocks instead larger- of smaller segments when you play the arcade game it it's it's it there's no segmentation. It's just it's it's a smooth line, yeah, basically. Um, okay. And then I also, uh, you, you mentioned the 5200, which is cool. Uh, I do like the uh, Pac-Man port on 5200. I always say in my head, it's my Pac-Man. It's how I remember Pac-Man uh, when I was younger. It was how Pac-Man looked to me. Um, and it took me a while to actually get used it's to the, the arcade ar- version. of the, the, okay. the. It took me a while to get used to the arcade look when I was old enough to finally go and play that. Um, and then I, I really like the Centipede port on the Atari 5200. One of the few games that decently makes use of the uh, non-centering analog stick and there was a trackball attachment for it which yes. made it uh, one of the best home ports of, of Centipede. A gigantic trackball. Yeah, it's, it's almost big. as
0: big as the fucking system itself. <laughs> yes, it's ridiculous. Um, was it Did the 7800 Pac-Man have it finally look like how it looked in the arcade? I actually have no idea. Or Was it on the 7800? Like I don't think Pac- it was. I, don't, I know uh, Miss Pac-Man was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You think they get it? They get it close. Uh, there was a homebrew. It was not. I, I to say so. probably a homebrew. So Miss Pac Man. Now, now I'm just curious. I'm gonna look at Miss Pac Man to see what it looked like on the 7800. It's 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 still not it's still not it's still not hundred percent, but it's close. Man, even the 7800 was on under- <laughs> Oh, I mean, obviously, it man. Was. I thought by the 7800, because on the NES they look exactly the same. No, uh, a lot of a lot of the 7800 God. games don't look good, man. How could, how could they do that? Anyway, sorry about that. We'll do a few more here. That's really disappointing. That doesn't look like the arcade still. Hey, guys. My name is Ed from uh, Houston. Well, to let you know, maybe the demand for NES games have gone down. This is a story I was referencing before. I forgot where I heard it from. Okay. I recently went to a uh, retro video game store near me, and it's possible the guy was lazy, not feeling it. They're a brand-new store, uh, about open about six months. Uh, but they took all of my Star Wars N64 games, however, they didn't take any of my NES games, and the reason the vendor said was, they don't sell, I'm not going to take them. So I said, sure, no problem. But we're talking good games. Sky Kid, uh, Russian Attack, uh, Jackal, uh, Batman on the the Sunsoft one, uh, uh, q Birds. <laughs> Usually these games I know they're not big ticket items, but I would think they would at least sell. Anyways, uh love you guys. Hope your day is good. Bye.
1: Um while those are games that I would consider fun and good, I would also say that in a down market in a market that is not as popular as it once was, Russian attack's not particularly rare. Uh, oh, it's, it's not, it's not rare at all. Um, Jackal, it's common, common, Qbert, common, common. Um, these are games that could common. easily start piling up in a, in a, in a back stock room. So do you
0: picture if now that if the, if the pandemic will say pushes over that you, you could see a, a, a video game store saying, saying, wow, we got, we got enough of these. We got like two or three, maybe two each of these, and we don't need any more of these. We don't, we're not going to sell the ones we have. Basically,
1: it's it's possible. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily a great business decision if you have the money. I mean, you generally want to take in stuff. Here's the problem. We definitely at Luna do pass over stuff, but the more stuff you pass over, you kind of. You have to be careful with it because people won't come back. Exactly. People won't come back. They want to be able to take everything there that they no longer want and leave with it. And yes, we have passed on things at Luna before. Uh, you know, I didn't ever need another copy of golf for the NES. Um, but silent service, you, you take that stuff in, uh, you, you give a, a dime or a quarter for it. And if they ask, you tell them, I can't really give you anything you for this. If you, if you want it back, you can have it back, but we, we can't really give you anything for this. But you do. I, I Again, I, I'm kind of going off topic here, but I think it's important for places that do buy, sell trade to take in as much as feasibly possible because you lose you lose trade-in customers if you turn down too much. Did you do the Funko in these They give you like two, five cents for
0: a Super Mario Duck Hunt, right? Back in the day, they gave you nothing for some of those games, right? The, obviously, the other ones I gave you more, but like for something that everyone didn't want, or everyone had and didn't want, they gave you that. It's, it's interesting. I, I think uh, yeah, I never heard of that strategy, but it's almost like you're right. You have to maybe lose money now in order to make sure stuff comes in from that same person, right? Later.
1: Especially if they're bringing you good stuff. If it's someone now if it's someone who's come, we used to have these people who would come from the flea market every sunday and just bring us bags of trash. Oh. And like those people I had no problem turning away because it's not like they were ever bringing us good stuff. They gotcha. were they were turning in hundreds and hundreds of trash games to build up like $150 in credit to buy our good stuff. That was, that was my competition at the at the swap meet. Not interested in that. Not interested in that. But you know, your average customer who's bringing in a mix of good and bad, you got to take the bad with the good. You just obviously you can be like, "Hey, listen, I can't give you the highest i for this because we have but I can it. take it off your hands if you want to get rid of it and most of the time they're like yeah we don't care we just want to get rid of it sending them back with that stuff would be worse gotcha gotcha
0: alright feels kind of empty without it, someone checking in but yeah. that's, that's, that's it. It. That it for
1: our, for our, for our voicemails this that's week that's it <laughs> unless we get a new regular caller wow I feel like I've just been pantsed I feel kind of like weirdly feel, open feel and nude exposed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exposed alright we'll be back in a week
0: that was it for our podcast. Thanks, everyone, for supporting us. And uh, we'll get to the real victory lap soon enough. No rush on that. Soon enough. We'll soon get enough. there. We'll talk to you later. Bye.